Good morning and welcome to a Saturday, April 17th morning edition of the Christian Underground News Network. I'm your host, Kurt Chamberlain, alongside with your co-host, Pastor Dick Chamberlain, and we are delighted once again that you've decided to join us as we continue our study of the 10 major Christian doctrines. Uh, today, we will be focusing on uh, the doctrine of pneumatology. Pneumatology. Wow. I, word. I know it's, it sounds kind of, kind of, but we both know, and as you probably know, or maybe don't know, it is the study of the Holy Spirit. And uh, one of the most fascinating studies that you can do uh, on Christian doctrine is the doctrine of the Holy Spirit or pneumatology. Yeah. How do you spell that? Uh, you spell it. Uh, Sharon, just ask how you spell it. And you spell it P-N-E-U-M-A-T-O-L-O-G-Y. Pneumatology. Pneumatology. Uh, so, uh, lots of information to go over here, and I don't want to take any time away from Pastor because he's got a lot to, to cram in here in about uh, an hour's worth of time. Uh, so, uh, without further ado, oh, before we do that, Pastor, uh, I think we should welcome aboard some new listeners. We've, we've added a couple of uh, states within the uh, contiguous United States as listening. Listeners, and uh, that's Iowa and Virginia. Uh, so welcome aboard, Iowa and Virginia. Uh, and we also added a, another foreign country. Uh, we'd like to welcome our listeners in Kuwait. We are thrilled to have you with us, and we hope and pray that you're as blessed as we are uh, by listening. So without further ado, Pastor Chamberlain, lead us into the study of pneumatology. All right. Uh, what in the world does that mean? Well, that whenever a word ends with the letters ology, it means the study of something. And so pneumatology is the study of pneuma. Well, if I had no other book in the Bible to study the Holy Spirit, and I've got lots of them, folks, but if I had no other book in the Bible to study uh, uh, the works and the ways of the Holy Spirit here on earth, it would be the book of Romans, oh, yeah. chapter 8, in which the Holy Spirit is mentioned with a capital S 19 times. <coughs> now, excuse me. What in the world does the word pneuma mean? Well, it comes from the Greek word. It's directly from the Greek. Pneuma means a current of air. And a lot of people said that I'm full of hot air, but, you are. Uh, I, but I dispel that. Okay. And so, it, and it literally means a current of air or breath. And so we could rightly say then, and by the way, every time you see the Holy Spirit mentioned in the New Testament, or nearly every time, and it's scores of times, the Greek word pneuma is used. And so um, I think Romans chapter 8, and we'll begin with Romans chapter 8 in the study of the Holy Spirit. Now, first of all, uh, the Holy Spirit is the third member of the Trinity. The Trinity, of course, is God the Father. 
God the Son, Jesus Christ, and God the Holy Spirit. And there's only one of that three that's ever been visible on earth. God the Father is called invisible three times in the New Testament. And Jesus himself said in John 14, no man hath seen God the Father at any time. The Son, he hath declared him. He also said, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. So let that suffice. And so Jesus was the express image of God the Father. Now, what about the Holy Spirit? Why should we study that? It's a very important doctrine because as we shall see through this study that the Holy Spirit is the administrator of the works and word of God on the earth. And so there's a lot of things we need to know about God's Holy Spirit. First of all, in John uh, chapter 4, verses 23 and 24, it says, God is spirit, capital S, and must be worshipped. And we must worship him in spirit and in truth. Well, what is truth? The truth is the word of God. And the spirit is the administrator uh, as well as the giver of the word of God, which we shall see uh, in our study. Now, let's begin uh, reading, and I'm going to be reading a lot of scriptures. Have your Bibles ready and open. We'll be primarily in the book of Romans chapter 8, and then we'll be um, secondarily in the gospel of John chapters 14, 15, and 16. And that'll give us a rather complete picture. Uh, although uh, this, this doctrine would take, if you were going to Bible college, and we've said this before uh, about other ologies, this would take a complete semester in Bible college to study. Well, we're going to try and get it done in an hour to an hour and a half. Uh, and, uh, so, and so probably it'll take three half hour sessions. So let's get started. Romans chapter 8, verse 1. Let, let me just say this. In 1 Corinthians 13, uh, many theologians and philosophers and preachers and pastors and teachers have designated 1 Corinthians 13 as the love chapter. In the King James Version, it's translated charity, and it appears eight times. So it seems, seems fairly obvious that that we, we should call that the love chapter. But what about 1 John chapter 4, which love is mentioned over 20 times, 27 times. Why wouldn't that be the love chapter? And by the way, I have never heard anybody except myself call Romans chapter 8 the Holy Spirit chapter. So let's do that, shall we? Now let's begin our reading. Now, I'm going to give you an outline. This lesson, as most of them, will be an outline form. We want to keep it simple and succinct. Whatever succinct means, that means particular. <laughs> but so, so the the first thing in our outline, the very first thing is the word walk. If you're a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ. The first things we first thing we see in Romans chapter eight is in the first four verses, 
and it's that we're to walk in the Spirit. Mm-hmm. Romans 8, 1. There is therefore now, now that's that eternal now, the present now, and the prophetic now, uh, and the past now. It, there is therefore now no condemnation to them which wa- which are in Christ Jesus who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus hath made me free from the law of sin and death. For what the law could not do in that it was weak through, through the flesh, God sending his own son uh, in the likeness of sinful flesh and for sin condemned sin in the flesh that the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit twice now. And so walking in the spirit is an important thing. Uh, We've already done a podcast and you might want to refer back to this uh, on uh, so walk. How should we walk? And there are seven walks in the book of Ephesians, but we're not going to, we've already done that lesson. So refer back to it. And I'm just reminding you so that you'll have a a good point of reference. We are to walk after the spirit. Uh, Before we were saved, that was our past walk. And then there's our preordained or prepared walk, our practical walk, our peculiar walk our pattern walk, our public walk, our particular walk, all of these things are part of our walk in the spirit. Now, the word walk uh, in the Greek uh, means to, uh, to, to, to tread all around. The word is peripateo, and it means to walk all around. So wherever, believer, wherever you go, whatever you do, you're to tread all around. Whatever you think, you're to walk in God's Holy Spirit. And so that's our first first point. Walk in the Spirit. We might as well just say, let's live Mm -hmm. in the Spirit. Because that's what our walk is all about. Walk in the Spirit. It's a command and it's commended by God in his word. Well, let's talk more about our, that walk in the spirit. Um, number two in your outline, if you're taking notes, it also begins with the letter W. And it's the whereabouts of the Holy Spirit. Now, let me let me say uh, overall that the whereabouts, concerning the whereabouts of the Holy Spirit, you know, God is omnipresent, God the Father. And thus, so is his spirit. It's everywhere. But let's talk about where the spirit is personally for you. Romans chapter 8, verse 11 says, But if the spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you, talking to believers, 
he that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal bodies by his spirit that dwelleth in you. One day you might die or you might be raptured. But then what happens? Whoa. Your mortal bodies will be quickened or made alive again. And who does this? The spirit of God. And he's the spirit of God who dwells in every believer. Romans chapter 8, verse 11 says that pretty succinctly. Um, let's turn to the Gospel of John. Verse 14. I mean, chapter 14. The Gospel of John, chapter 14. Verses 16 and 17. Uh, let's start reading with verse 15. Jesus is speaking and he says, if you love me, keep my commandments. Boy, that's a pretty awesome command, isn't it? And he says, and I will pray the Father that he shall give you another comforter. And folks, this is the Holy Spirit, as we shall see, that he may abide with you. Personally, dear believer, he may live, abide with you. And what's the next two words? For ever. ever. And he says it in verse 17, even the spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, you know, people that are lost can't receive the Holy Spirit. When you get saved, you automatically, right away, immediately receive the Holy Spirit who will dwell in you. It says the world cannot receive because it seeth him not. See, people have to see something. You see that, you know, the Jews require. I've got to see it to believe it. I got it. Yeah, seeing is believing. No, no, folks. Believing is seeing. And seeth him not. Neither knoweth him, but ye know him. You believers, you know him. Whether you know it or not, he's there. That's right. You know him. You can experience him. He's the administrator of the whole shebang of God's uh, will on earth. You know him, for he dwelleth with you and shall be in you. That means the moment you get saved, the moment you believe in the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, uh, you you have you have uh, acquired for yourself God's grace, and in addition, God has given you the gift of the Holy Spirit to dwell in you, and to dwell in you, folks, forever. He. And shall be, and he shall be in you. That's that's present, and that's and that's uh, the future. That's forever tense. Forever. By the way, that leads me to believe, and it ought to lead you to believe that having said that about the Holy Spirit dwelling in you and shall be in you, that you can't lose your salvation. Hey, I'd agree with that. And the Holy Spirit sees to that because he's in you. 
that's the whereabouts of the Holy Spirit. Now keep your bookmark in John, the, the gospel of John, and, and we'll be back to verse 15 in just a moment. But let's go back to uh, Romans chapter 8, verse 16, the Holy Spirit chapter. <clears throat> and it says this, here's the way of the Holy Spirit. It says for us in verse 14 of chapter 8, it says, For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. And so are we talking, we're talking about the witness of the Holy Spirit, not the way of the Spirit, the witness of the Spirit. And that's what it says in Romans chapter 8, verse 16. The Spirit itself beareth witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. You never have to doubt that if you have the Holy Spirit because the Spirit bears witness of that fact. Look at John chapter 15, verse 26. But when the Comforter is come, now that Comforter, as we saw in John 14, is the Holy Spirit. When the Comforter is come, whom I will send unto you from the Father, even the Spirit of truth, which proceedeth from the Father, he shall testify of me. So the Spirit bears witness of the fact of the life and the, and the death and the burial and the resurrection and the ascension and the advocacy and the mediatorship of Jesus Christ on our behalf. And then he says in chapter 15 of John, and ye also, oh my goodness, there's a responsibility involved with this dwelling of the Holy Spirit. And it says, and ye also shall bear, bear witness because you have been with me from the beginning. Wait a minute. Pastor Dick, I didn't get saved till I was 28 years old, you might say. And that's correct. And you and the Holy Spirit didn't dwell in you um, as, as a saved person. But God, and, and get this verse in your mind. Understand this about God. Acts chapter 15, verse 18 says this. Known unto God are all his works from the beginning. You see, folks, God in his omniscience knew from the beginning before he put men on earth. He knew that if you got saved at 28, he knew that was going to happen. He didn't make it happen. He invited you and you received him, but he always knew that that was going to happen. He didn't make it happen. He doesn't he, choose who it, who accepts and who and he, who rejects. That's right. But he knows who will and who won't. And then after you receive Jesus Christ, then you are the chosen. That's right. In Christ Jesus. That's right. The moment you receive Jesus Christ as your Savior, God says, "I choose you." Yep. And that's how it works. One of these days, we'll study the doctrine of predestination. We did treat that. We treated it a little bit, a little, but uh, a little bit, but not, not totally. And I, yeah. 
and, and I, it is a doctrine of the Bible, but it's, well, it's mangled and wrangled and, yeah, yeah and it means <laughs> mishandled, uh, misused, the abused. Whole, yeah, abused. That's right. So it, it is. So, and so is the doctrine of pneumatology in a lot of ways. And that's what I was getting to if you'd let me, but oh. see. <laughs> <laughs> I, did, I did it again. It's not totally his fault, folks, it because he was raised by, oh, yeah, me. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, so uh, so the witness of the Holy Spirit, look at, um, he, he testifies of the Lord Jesus Christ. Consequently, that's our job to do. Our primary responsibility on earth is to be a witness to the Jesus Christ and, and the way we walk in the spirit and the way we walk in front of our neighbors. We have neighbors to our, to one side. They've heard the gospel many times from, from neighbor Dick. I don't, I don't believe they're saved. I hope they are. I don't believe they are. Now we just got new neighbors on our other side, but the old ones that just sold the house got a witness of the gospel. See, that's my responsibility. And I take it seriously. Uh, I witness in the grocery store. Mm -hmm. uh, someone says, "I." they said, how are you today? Well, there's a way I witness and, and, and you can do this too. Yeah, I, I say, oh, I just keep getting older and uglier. <laughs> and they say, well, that's better than the alternative. And I say to them, no, it isn't. Because <laughs> when I die, I will automatically be in heaven with the Lord Jesus Christ. And you can too. See, that's a witness. And so we can do that in simplicity and, and we can do it wherever we are. That's why we're to walk in the spirits because the whereabouts of the spirit is in us, leading us and directing us. And, and so that's, and then so, uh, and so we need to walk in the witness of the spirit. First John, first John, I love, I love that epistle. I love the whole word of God, but there are some epistles that just, that just knock my socks off. I, I just, uh, it, it just thrills my soul. First uh, John. And, and you have ugly ankles. I want to tell I you. have. A, <laughs> he's seen me in my basketball uniform. So anyway, first John chapter five. And I'm getting there, and I hope it's not taking you as long as it's taken me. First John chapter five. First John chapter five, verse six. Interesting. Let's read. Let's read uh, beginning with, uh, with verse four. First John five, verse four. For whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world, and this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. Who is he that overcometh the world? But he that believeth that Jesus is the Son of God. And this is he that came by water and blood, even Jesus Christ, not by water only, but by water and blood. And it is the Spirit that beareth witness, because the Spirit is truth. And so the Holy Spirit is a witness of the truth. Now, let's get into some of the good parts. And, and they're all oh, good we're, parts. We're not there? <laughs> this has all been good. I love it. Yeah. 
Okay, let, let's talk about the way of the Holy Spirit. Talked about the witness, the whereabouts. Now let's talk about the way of the Holy Spirit. Um, we're going to go, go to, back to Romans chapter 8, verse 14. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. So the way of the Holy Spirit is to lead us in the way we ought to go. He leads us in our walk if we let him. Quenching. Oh, you're getting ahead of me, Sharon. My Sharon, Sharon See, says you're doing it too. Yeah, he's. But we've been married for 41 years, and she said, "I won't date anybody that doesn't know the Word of God better than I do," and uh, and I barely did, and I'm and I'm so happy I did because we've had 41 years of of a happy. Happy, happy marriage. All right. So he leads us. Look at uh, uh, Romans chapter 8, verse 16. It says the Spirit. It's, oh, wait a minute. Verse 14. As many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. And so, by the way, that's a testimony to the fact that you're saved. If you're being led by the Holy Spirit of God and your neighbors and your children and your mate and the grocer, um, the baker and the candlestick maker, all can know that you're a Christian by the way you walk in your appearance, in your attitude, in your aptitude to, to, to witness. That's how people can know. And that spirit of is the one, the spirit of God is one that leads you into that. So um, did I say John 16 yet? Uh, no. John 16, verse 13 says, Howbeit when he, the spirit of truth, is come, he will guide you into all truth. Into what? All truth. Oh. What is truth, said Pilate to Jesus. I've got a booklet out entitled, Full of grace and truth. We're yeah, we, talking about. We've done a podcast on that. Too, well, we did a podcast on it. If you want to look back, what is truth? It says here, uh, when when the Spirit of Truth has come, He will guide you into all truth, for He shall not speak of Himself. The Holy Spirit is humble. He will not speak of Himself, but whatsoever He shall hear, that shall He speak. And he will show you things to come. Now, we've already done a series on the book of Revelation. But we are going to touch on eschatology again. Are we not, Curtis? Oh, we are indeed. Oh, we are indeed. Okay. I'm just getting the word from the boss here. Okay. he It says in John 16, 14, he says, He, the Holy Spirit, shall glorify me for he shall receive of mine and show and shall show it unto you all things that the father hath are mine therefore and, and this is jesus talking therefore said i that he shall take of mine and shall show it unto you by the holy spirit <coughs> so verse for you then that's John 16, verses 13 through 15. Now, so we've talked about the walk in the Holy Spirit, the whereabouts of the Spirit, 
the witness of the Spirit and the way of the Spirit. Now we're going to talk about the works of the Spirit. And we're just about finished with our first half hour. And where does the time go? Well, you ever heard the term that time flies, really flies when you're having fun? Folks, I'm enjoying the dickens out of this, <laughs> teaching the word of God. It gives me goosebumps One sometimes. One can never tell. By the way, the, <laughs> the person that learns the most about the word of God is the person who wants to teach the word of God that because he will study. So true to do that. We're told to study, to teach, and that's what we're doing. And it's wonderful. Now, let's, uh, for the rest of the time, we'll be, uh, yeah, keep your, keep your marker in your Bible in John chapter 14 and in Romans chapter eight, John chapter 14 and 15 and 16 and Romans chapter eight. Um, I've added another little addition to my outline just last night, and I was studying, and I found something else about the Holy Spirit, and you'll get that at the end of this hour, at the next hour. All right. So we're going to talk about the works of the Holy Spirit, and, and we're going to list them, not necessarily in the order of their importance, because they're all important, but we will list them, uh, um, and we'll give you a list of eight or ten works. And uh, so you be listening carefully, have your Bibles ready, and uh, we'll be back in just a moment.